I have a relatively quite a sober message for us today, but it's going to be a good one. It might rattle your cage, but maybe your cage needs rattling. Okay? It might make you uncomfortable, but maybe that's because you've been too uncomfortable, too comfortable in the wrong thing. So the title of my message today, for those of you that are diligently writing down notes, is Who Should I Vote For? <laughs> oh, yes, I did. Oh, yes, I did. If you're uncomfortable, you're welcome to leave. I won't be offended. Hey, there's a lot of pastors in this country afraid to talk about this stuff. We are not one of those. We are not ashamed. We are not afraid. We are bold lions. That's what we are. We're sons of God, daughters of the king. All right? (laughs) I'm probably going to have way too much fun today, and I apologize for your discomfort. May Jesus heal your inner wounds. Okay? <laughs> okay, so, so let's get talking here. And I want to ask you a couple of primary questions. Is voting kingdom? Well, the answer is actually yes and no. Because in heaven, there is no vote. I'm going to mess some of you up today a little bit because the answer, that that was a trick question. (laughs) On earth, the answer is yes. In heaven is no. Because in heaven, Jesus is king. And we say Jesus is king, we have no idea what that means. When it says Jesus is king, that means Jesus is the boss of everything. Jesus is the master and commander. We are his subjects. Family, yes, submitted to the king. We have the privilege of being both family and subjects in a royal family where he is not just in control, he's in charge. So whenever God makes a decree, there's no arguments in heaven. There's obedience. And when we pray on earth as it is in heaven, we're coming under that same statute. So in the kingdom... There is no voting, there's obedience, but in the natural, even under the kingdom, there has to be voting in accordance with kingdom statutes. Hello? Oh, you're getting all political. No, I'm getting all kingdom, actually. There's a difference. Your politics, my kingdom. See, oh, you're, you're just one way or the other. You're conservative, conservative or are you liberal? I'm neither. I'm kingdom. And if my values lean me towards one more than the other, well, you call it whatever you want. I will remain kingdom. So we're in voting season right now. And families are divided against each other. Churches are having, you know, relational issues. Friends are breaking up for the last time. Facebook threads have endless chains of people destroying each other's lives over an opinion. Every politician, every human being under a microscope, and yes, that a microscope, not a scope. That was very articulate. Oh, he said that wrong. I'm out. Every human being under a microscope is flawed, myself included, and yes, that includes you. Hello. The problem is... 
is that in America, and I can say this because the politics in other parts of the world is very different than the political culture in this country. Here, it is a merchandised machine like you've been told to buy Valentine's or set up for Thanksgiving or then go buy your next set of outfits for Christmas. It is a commercialized, emotionally manipulated industry that majors on the minors while dominating on the majors. It has everyone distracted with the minors, the minor details, while the major issues are being overlooked. It's a game of smoke and mirrors. It's a house of cards. And we are not feeble. I'll speak for myself. I am not a feeble, fickle preacher of the gospel that's going to hide behind, well, you know, whatever will be, will be. And that's a coward trying to pretend to be brave. We are not political. We are sons of God. My father has never, ever been found undecided, neutral, in a gray area. He is always charged and always decided. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost, man. The problem is that we've had too many people that are trying to beat too many Christian ministers that are copying politics, trying to stay popular, to say the right thing in order to get a vote instead of people that will actually stand up and speak the decided statutes, mandates, morals, and laws of God. And we're not the fickle. So where I'm going right now is not for the faint of heart or the cowardly or the emotionally charged and principle ignorant. You want to talk about ignorance? Ignorance is actually an absence of moral law and an abundance of emotional fickle wavering. That's what ignorance is. Hello? You know dictionaries are in real time changing definitions of words right now to excuse moral decline and empower wickedness. We see you. Hey, the kingdom of heaven is a kingdom of warriors. There's no house cats here. Witches have house cats. Heaven is full of lions. Come on. I'm not apologizing. I'm just setting things up. We've been trained... From high school, what do, they, what do they vote for for the kid in high school? I, I meant to ask someone before the service in this country. No, there's homecoming, but then there's like the representative where they're standing outside handing out class president. See, we're taught to vote for class president. And you know how we, we, we get votes for being class president? We show up with brownies. We hand out popsicles on a hot day. And what we do is we've been trained and conditioned in this nation to vote for brownies and popsicles and not principles and character. I'm going to say some stuff today that's going to upset some people. But you need to be upset because you've been believing, valuing, and operating wrong. You've been navigating in the way you've been trained and conditioned from childhood. 
We're being taught who to vote for because we like their personality, not their beliefs. We like the way that they articulate things, not the way they execute things. We will gladly give a politician our vote. Oh, this is church. Yeah, it is church. I'm going to get to that in a minute. We will gladly give a politician our vote and then not hold them accountable for doing literally nothing they said for their entire term. And then when it comes back round again, we're that stupid to give them another vote. Like I said, I'm not afraid of your opinion. I'm afraid of his. So that was my first question. The second question is, if you go to the Old Testament, God told the people of Israel that he wanted to be the king. They said, we will not have you give us a man. Am I right? And then God says, okay, so you can have this dude that's really good looking called Saul. Stands head and shoulders above everyone else. And for the first half of his life, Saul actually did a really good job. For the second half of his life, he became an evil, demon-possessed man. So much so that he was defying and disobeying the very person who gave him the ordination. He was keeping kings alive and cities, like he was gathering up their, their wealth instead of destroying everything like God had said. And just so everyone is aware, in the Old Testament, when it says, when, because I, I, growing up I was like, God, why would you tell your people, your special people, when you go into a city, do not leave one thing, do not take any gold, do not take any silver, do not take the livestock, don't keep any prisoners, don't, don't, nothing. Just wipe it out, burn it to the ground. Why would you, a good loving God, say that? Do you know why? Because there were giants in the land. Now, at face value, that doesn't seem like a big deal. Well, it is a big deal. About 14 foot. They said some of them near for about 30 foot tall. That's, that's no little person. That's the opposite of a little person. But there was actually demonic culture physically manifested in a natural world. There was what the world calls alien technology. It's not alien, it's demon. There was, there was, I'm sorry, there's no children in the room, right? It was human-animal intercourse because the dem demonic culture was so embedded in that world. There was, alien, there was demonic human intercourse and giants were born as a result. You can see this in, Ge in Genesis chapter 6. Okay? Like, what are you talking about? I just read the, the Gospel of John. Read the whole book. It helps. <laughs> it, it does. Okay? And so that the, the bloodlines and the purity of humanity and the gods that they subsequently worshipped as advised by these demon gods that showed up were perverted, demonic, satanic entities. So God said, don't keep anything, wipe it all out. So, so uh, uh, Samuel, the prophet, comes in and Saul's kept King Agag and all these other things and sheep and, and he comes in and he starts hacking the king up and hacks the sheep up, Samuel. And he's like, why have you done this? And God's like, my hand has lifted off Saul. Stop mourning over him. Go and anoint another. And he anoints David. See, God didn't say let the people vote. God has a decision. God has an opinion. God is not schizophrenic. 
He is not like throw it to the wind. He's not grab a handful of barley and throw it in the air and see which one. No, he's not haphazard. God is articulate and detailed and he is by design. God knows who and what he desires to lead. Despite of your opinion or approval. You want to go up against God's opinion? Be my guest. Go ahead. (laughs) So, I need to set the stage to deprogram your little class president ideology of how you go about your political stance. Who's given you the most popsicles and brownies? Who's offering you all the deals? Hello? Who's making you feel good about your emotional instability? Okay, so with that being said, come to the book of Psalms, please. I'm going to read some scriptures. We're going to make our way downtown. Psalms chapter 75, and I'm going to read from verse 7. Guys, it's time for us to come into alignment with God, despite our programming, despite the way we've been trained, despite our nation's culture, despite our community culture, despite any form of idea, opinion, option, or perspective that we have, we need to get out the way and find what does God value in this scenario, instead of what do I value. See, we have, been designed, we have been trained and conditioned to move towards self-comfort rather than God's obedience to God. And I know this is uncomfortable. I, I get that. That's why God brought me here. Because I don't care. I will speak the truth. Whether, whether you think I'm great or you think I'm the worst thing that ever happened and you want to head out of town. I hope that you hear this enough that it challenges you to actually adopt God's truth. So let's go to the book of Psalms, 75, verse 7. But God is the judge. He puts one down and another and exalts another. Oh, but I thought it was our vote. But God is the judge, not you. But God is the judge, not you. Well, I didn't really like how you anointed the shepherd boy. His brothers were actually more valiant, and they had more battle experience. Yeah, it's just like God to actually go and choose the kid in the field that has sheep poop all over himself and plays a harp and is a loner. And it's not maybe socially acceptable to the point that when the greatest prophet of the nation comes to your house, you don't even invite your son, but that one, you bring all the others to come and stand before because you're pretty sure that they're the ones. The one that's overlooked, that's the one that God's going to pick. Not the one that fits your profile. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jesse felt pretty messed up that day because God picked who he didn't. Who he thought would be a good fit was not who God thought would be a good fit. We have to line up with God's opinion, not our feelings. And for some of us, that is going to feel like an old wound getting torn back open. Because you've mended something that was never meant to come together. We've been programmed wrong. 
He puts one down and another up. Now, through the history of the world, I want you to hear what I'm about to say. God has allowed both wicked and just rulers to be established. You think that God, you think that God has just allowed good, good rulers? God has allowed wicked rulers. Now, why does God allow wicked rulers to be established? I'll tell you why. Because the church has abandoned its post. If my people, not, not the world needing repentance, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and not just pray, not just go to big rallies and stadiums and turn from their wicked ways, actually have reformation, then I would hear from heaven, I would come and answer them and I would heal their land. The reason that nations and territories get turned over to evil, wicked rulers is because the church has abandoned its post, the nation has become evil, and they want wickedness more than God, and God gives them that God to serve, and that God punishes the land until they groan and return to repentance again. And you know the messed up part? Most of the time throughout history when those wicked rulers have come into power, a good percentage of the churches in those territories or nations have actually agreed and welcomed that ruler into power. Because they have blind eyes and they cannot see. Because like Lot, the world that they live in has actually assimilated into them and seduced their soul and now they value the things around them rather than the king above them. feel the Holy Ghost on this right now, real strong. So how do we vote? And by saying that, I mean, who specifically do we vote for? And yes, I'm going to say it, Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Oh, you just said that in church. How could you? Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Let's not play games here. Let's not play political. This is the house of God. And in God's house, he makes the rules, not your opinion. You've got to be done controlling atmospheres with your little attitude. How about you start influencing atmospheres by bowing to the one king, not your own thinking. Did you hear what I just said? How about we bow to the one king, not your own thinking? I'm feeling the aggression of heaven today. And it's anointed. So this is how we're going to vote in 2020. We're going to vote for Jesus. We are going to vote for Jesus. Now, that is not a dismissive statement of like, oh, I'm not going to vote, we're just going to vote for Jesus. No, we are going to vote for Jesus. And I'm going to show you how we're going to vote for Jesus today. And I don't care whether you're a, a Democrat or Republican or a Libertarian. I don't care what you are. You if you call yourself a child of God, you best be voting for Jesus. Could, hear what I'm about to say right now because it is a massive slap in the face. Because if you vote for something other than what Jesus stands for, you are a traitor. 
You are Judah stealing from the money box. Hello. Welcome to Dwelling Place. We're so glad you came today. <laughs> Here's our information pack. We'd love to see you next week. We don't have faith in any government. We have faith in the king. The problem is, is America and most of the American church has actually adopted king government. We worship government and we get more fired up in this nation about the elections and political issues than we do about being humble and pure and holy before God. And that's why this nation is hanging in the balances and evil claws are reaching for the White House. I'm telling you, I'm just bold enough to say it, not care who inboxes me. You inbox me, I won't even read it. I got a little button called eject. (laughs) Yes, save the carbon emission. Go save the planet. Destroy your soul while you're at it if you want to. Not my problem. I'm not going to burn in hell for you. This is serious. This is serious talk. Oh, he just said burn in hell. Yep, I did. What do you think else happens in hell? A party? This is, this is for keeps. And the souls in this nation are, are actually, without realizing it, leaning and relying on the people of this land that call themselves sons of God to actually stand up and be sons of God. Problem is, is the kingdom's supposed to lead, but we're following. We become cowards instead of bold lions. Not this family. See, one of the problems is, is that whatever you worship, you have the eternal utmost expectation on. And that's why we're finding faults in the leaders. Because you were designed, understand what I'm saying right now, you were crafted by an eternal God to worship a perfect God. So if you disconnect yourself from a perfect God and start to worship a broken system of man, you will still have an expectation of perfection. So when you put all your faith in government, then you start to hate the politicians because they are a far cry from perfect on all sides, on all sides, and including your side. We judge others for what we excuse ourselves for all the time. Oh, what? Yeah. We judge others for what we excuse ourselves for all the time. Antifa, anti-fascist, have become one of the most fascist movements of our generation. Yep, I just said it. I'm sick of it. 
I'm all for treating our fellow man with love, equality, forgiveness, mercy, love, and grace, and value, and all that good stuff. But I won't tolerate that junk. So, so let me ask you this question. And, and it's a serious question. 2020 elections, United States. Flash up with me to the throne of God in heaven. Has God picked his man? Yes or no? Or is God sort of going in the middle like, um, uh, I kind of like what you're saying, Donald, but yeah, I also like some of the stuff you said, Joe. Do you think God is in that place? Or do you think God is not double-minded in any of his ways? Do you think God is very stable? Do you think God has a plan? Not one time in history has God been found neutral. Not once. Don't hate me. I'm just telling you what you've overlooked. Because you've put more faith in men than your prayer closet. I love you guys. <laughs> so God has chosen. It is our job to actually discern who he's chosen, and then it is our obligation, not our option, to partner with his choice, not our opinion. Can be short and sweet today. <laughs> so, so let me just address something for a second. Well, I can't decide, so I'm just not going to vote. Or I'm going to vote for minority because, you know, that's like a minor part or like libertarians because they'll never get anything anyway. So at least I voted. At least I can say I buried my talent, but I never really did anything with it. Hello? See, God's on the throne, but he's actually, Jesus has sat down now. Right? The Father, come and sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool, Jesus. So Jesus has ascended, sat down. How is the Father, who's also sitting down, going to make Jesus' enemies his footstool? Us. He's expecting us to walk in the Spirit and walk through our opinions and put them to death. I don't care if you've got a good opinion. Your opinion ain't right. Jesus is king. Your opinion's not right. I'm sorry. I know it might mean a lot to you. Bury it. See, the problem is, is Facebook and Instagram and Twitter has, has, has brainwashed this generation to believe that we all have a voice. And we do to some extent, but we're not all influential like we think. With our unique take on things. Well, let me show you how I see it. How about no, Scotty? <laughs> How about Jesus? I understand 
that the devil, like almost no other time in U.S. history, has baited pain, resurged unforgiveness, baited economic groups against each other, baited racial groups against each other. That does not look like the fingerprints of God. And we best not be dumb to play into that. Because a nation divided cannot stand. What is happening here? Enemies trying to divide this nation, and the wolves are at the door. Do you think that if this nation erupted into civil war because of everything I've just talked about, that Russia or China wouldn't take its opportunity and invade? Don't you think that for a minute? We are fools because we have not prayed. When you pray, you hear God's voice, and there is no other option at that point. If you don't pray, but you want to hold to your opinion, you don't worship Jesus, you worship yourself. You worship your own opinion. You think that you have a better way. Peter thought he had a better way in the garden, and Jesus turned around and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you're an offense to me. Dude. Because Peter had a pretty good, you know, he had a good perspective. Don't worry, Jesus, I got a sword. I can cut people. We can save you. You'll never die on the cross. Jesus, like, shh, shh, quiet, Satan. You're an obstruction to my progress. (laughs) I'm sorry if this is painful. Like, I'm genuinely sorry. I'm not saying that in jest. I'm genuinely sorry if this is painful for you, but you have to hear the truth. And you have to comply to the truth or just come out and admit that you're an enemy of the cross. You cannot serve two masters. You'll either love one and hate the other, or you'll despise the one and hate and hate the, and, and serve the other. You, you can't, this is not, oh, I think I'll have a little bit of that one, a little bit of this one. No, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't eat from two tables. If we stay silent, we neglect our duty to watch over the garden where God has put us. Let me talk to you for a second. When Adam fell and ate the fruit with Eve, what was he actually supposed to be doing? Tending a garden. So God's original design is a keeping of the land, the territory, where you have been assigned. So when Jesus died and became the second Adam that broke the curse, broke the power of sin and death, and restored us to original design, what is now our obligation? To worship God and to tend the garden. If I don't vote, then I refuse to tend my garden. If I vote wrong, I refuse to tend my garden. There is only one right answer. Yeah, I'm not politically correct. This is your first time here. You've been conditioned to crazy insanity. Political correctness is actually, don't you dare speak the truth. That's what actually what it's saying. Because we like lies. We would prefer to be lied to than being told the truth. Well, I didn't subscribe to that newsletter. 
Neither should you. We're here to walk in love, but sometimes love looks like pretty straight up and down talk. So what are you going to do with your garden this, this next week? We're going to have to tend the garden. Now I understand that there are a lot of different perspectives on how that could be assessed. And there's even quote-unquote Christian leaders that have come out and told you, oh, you should vote for all these things because. I'm going to come to you not on my own behalf. I'm going to become, come to you on behalf of the king. That's all I am. I am not some great individual. I'm just someone that has chosen to be obedient to the word of God. It's that simple. I'm, not, I'm no one special. I just refuse to give you my opinion. Okay. Come with me, please, to the Gospel of John, chapter 19. Gospel of John, chapter 19. I want to show you something that the Holy Spirit showed me a week and a half ago that blew my mind. Never seen it before. It blew my mind. See, in the world we live in, voting actually matters a lot. If you don't vote, you have no right to actually complain about anything. Okay. John chapter 19 and verse 11. Jesus has been handed over by the, 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 the Sanhedrin, which is the, essentially the high council of Jewish priests, of Hebrew priests, right? The temple guard, all those guys, and the mob of people who just the week before, Hosanna, Hosanna, he who comes in the, blessed is he who comes in the name of the highest. Yay, throwing palms on the ground. Beautiful, like little flagging anointing. True. Those same people, a week later, are screaming with blood vein popping for his death. See, we have to become decided. We have to become decided. So Jesus is now standing up the steps right in front of Pilate, who is the Roman supreme leader in the territory. He's above Herod. Pilate has the ability to let him go or to kill him, to execute him. At the bottom of the steps, there are all kinds of mixture of the crowd where there are temple guard, the high priests, the scribes, the Pharisees, and the whole town. Jerusalem, no small town. Hello. And Pilate's standing there talking to Jesus, and the crowd is screaming, Crucify him! Crucify him! Right? True? This is the most tragic vote in the Scriptures. It's one of the only votes in the Scriptures, but it's, one of the, it's the most tragic one. And I never saw it as a vote before until Holy Spirit showed me. Watch this. Verse 11. Jesus answered, because Pilate had just said, I can either kill you or I can let you go. Talk to me, man. Talk to me. Tell me, tell me what's going on. And he says, you, have no, you could have no power at all against me unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has greater sin. Stop there. 
we're all blaming the political leader, Pilate. But who handed him over to Jesus, the mob? And who was voting for his death, the mob? You want to blame Donald Trump or Joe Biden? The greatest sin is on the voter. I've never heard that before in my life. Holy Spirit came and talked to me. I'm like, wow. The greatest sin is on the voter. It's right there. Read it again for yourself. And then he says, you have, but prior to that, the beginning of the verse, he says, you have no power. You could have no power over me unless it had been given to you from above. What that tells you very clearly is there, a, there is a government above the government. You think that the White House is your supreme be-all and end-all? King of heaven is the supreme be-all and end-all. He's the alpha, actually, not the B. He's the alpha and the omega. Hello? So that king of heaven is watching how you tend your land. This is not about your emotions. I understand you all have emotions. I have emotions too, believe it or not. It's not about your emotions. It's about your conscience. And it has to be your conscience directed by the word of God, by the principles of the king of heaven. Don't you be selective on what you want to bias towards. God does not have... A plan B. He has one selection. And also remember this. God had, a, God had a plan A to be the king of Israel. But the people said, no, we will not have you. We want a man. So you can actually miss what God planned. And then the nation can reap the consequences. Someone getting this right now? This is just straight up and down healthy. See, the problem is, is Jefferson in this country, he did this whole idea of separating church and state. True? Problem is, is the church is supposed to lead the state. At least influence it, not be subjugated by it. And so because of that, we've been told, don't you bring your religion into politics. True? Don't, you're not allowed to talk about your religious preference in politics. You, leave, you stay out of it. Uh-uh. I'm a representative of the king of the universe. I have an opinion too. Or I have an obligation to uphold his opinion. Let's just put it that way. So I'm not going to concede to that PC thing of you keep your religion out. They're already telling us they want God out. We don't concede. God is coming for you. See, I personally believe that a good son will uphold, defend, and honor his father's empire without needing instruction. I already have my instructions. You want to cuss me out? Go right ahead. I'm speaking to a dead man anyways. I don't care. Just so you know, if you need a vent, get on with it. I don't care. I care about you. I don't care about the demons that you want to vent. They have no power over me. 
When you come to your senses, we can cast them out for you. They don't intimidate me at all. I just love that the Holy Ghost is just backing up what I'm saying. His presence is so potent here. It's like gravy. Just need some biscuits. Listen to this for a second. Did you know in the, in the quote-unquote Christian world, there is 5,000 Christian denominations? Listen to me. There's 5,000 Christian denominations. Do you believe that every one of those is correct? Because last time I checked, we don't have a God with 12 arms. That's, you need to quit this thing and you need to just go become a Hindu and just be a devil while you're at it. There is one king. He does not have different faces for different people. There, there are people that put on different hats for different groups of friends. Jesus is not one of them. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not have a mask for every scene. He, has, he is unashamed of the scars that are still holds in His hands and His feet. He is the same King of glory. He is not ashamed of you and you should not be ashamed of Him even in times when that is socially unacceptable. We will not bow to you, O King. Your image and your statue, Nebuchadnezzar, we will not bow. We serve one King. Oh, He's really full on. Yeah, you should meet Jesus. His eye, you think my eyes are intense? His eyes burn like fire. And he has a tattoo on his thigh, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. How are you going to deal with that, you religious? <laughs> that was very PG, wasn't it? Love that. Love that. God moves in mysterious ways. That's great. So, so there's all these different denominations of people's opinions and going off on slants and different angles. There is no multi-choice question. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. Did you notice that singular? He didn't say, I'm a way. He's not, he didn't say, like, there are many filters through my spirit. He didn't say that. His middle name is not Gandhi. He said, I am the way, singular, I am the truth, and I am the life. There is no other access. No one comes to the Father but by me, but through me. And if anyone tries to come any other way, he is but a thief and a robber. So I ask you again, how did we get 5,000 denominations? There's not even 5,000 countries. Think about that. It's because we have valued opinion over kingdom principle. That's why. So some of you are going to head to Olive Garden after this? Maybe IHOP. Oh, you can dine inside now. I can go eat some pancakes and forget everything I just heard. Pour some syrup on it and boost my cholesterol. 
I pray that the Holy Spirit binds these words to your heart. Where even if you're completely diametrically opposed to what I'm saying, that you won't be able to get this out of your head. I pray that over you. I bless you with that. (laughs) So there's only one family of God. So the same is unfortunately true in our values. The reason that different denominations have happened is because they wanted to compromise at different value stops. The Methodist movement right now is fighting so that they can have homosexual priests. Now, last I read in my Bible, God's not cool with that. That's not my opinion. See, I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm not being prejudiced. That's not my opinion. Everyone's like, oh, God, he just said that. Yeah, I did. Have you read the book? Oh, by the way, cowards are on the same level of in trouble in Revelation as homosexuals. So just let's even the playing field. If you want to be a coward with Jesus, you get, you know, how you like point, point the finger at everyone else's sin issues. That's a sin issue. So stop, like I said the other day, uh, like, sorry, like, like I said just a few moments ago, stop, stop looking and judging everything about the politicians until you're prepared to do that yourself. Jesus said, stop telling everyone else they got a speck. What about your log? I mean, have you ever tried walking around with a log in your eye? Or a plank? Like, that's messed up. I, I've, had a, I've had a speck of wood. I, I, I was a, I'm a qualified carpenter. A couple of times I've been in the emergency room with a speck of, eye, a speck of wood in my eye. That's not a great experience. You know you've got a speck of wood. But I ain't going to try and have a plank. Some of us need to get the planks out of our spiritual life before we try and tell everyone else how, de- how demonic they are. But you can judge them by their fruit. Okay. Okay, now I'm going to read, I'm going to read a passage of Scripture which is very intense. It's part of the Israelite history when they went into the Promised Land. Okay. Let's go, go, come with me please to Psalms chapter 106. Psalms, sorry, yeah, Psalms 106. This is relatively lengthy, we'll get through it. Oh, man, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, Psalms 106, I'm going to start from verse 21. We've got a little bit of time left. This is going to be perfect. They forgot God their Savior who had done great things in Egypt, starting in verse 21. Wondrous works in the land of Ham. And eggs. Awesome things by the Red Sea. Therefore he said that therefore he said that he would destroy them had not Moses his chosen one stood before him in the breach. To turn away his wrath lest he destroy them, then they despised the pleasant land. See, God brought the children of Israel out of slavery and bondage through the desert, and then they brought them to the promised land, and then even in the promised land, they started complaining and despising things. You want to tick God off? Come into a time of peace and become complacent. Forget the value systems that got you there. 
That'll get God really upset. Start giving credit to the demon gods for your breakthrough. They despised the pleasant land. They did not believe his word. Oh, yeah. You've got to read his word to believe it. If you don't read his word, you're going to become a believer of anything. Or, if I could say this, a well-skilled salesperson with a silver tongue will be able to talk you into believing something that the Bible detests. I'm watching Christian leaders all across this country, quote-unquote Christian leaders all across this country, standing up and standing for things that the Bible detests. Well-known Christian leaders. They're cowards and they're fools. Oh, be careful. Don't say that. I just said it. It's on video. Go watch it again. (laughs) But they complained in their houses and at the cafes and in the restaurants. They despised God. Not directly, but indirectly. You know how you despise God? You devalue the things he values. You, you create an opinion that becomes your God more than obedience to his principles. Yeah? And they did not heed the voice of the Lord. Therefore, he raised his hand in an oath against them to overthrow them in the wilderness and to overthrow their descendants among the nations and to scatter, to scatter them in the lands. Now it's going to get good. Okay, now we're going to go, go somewhere right now. Okay. They joined themselves also to Baal of Peor. Baal is the satanic demon gods. There's three, three ancient demon gods that basically relate directly to Satan. Baphomet, Molech, and Dagon. They're the three demon gods. They're incredibly demonic, so much so that the Satanists still worship those same gods today by name. You guys understand that? This isn't just the time of Jesus. This goes back to the beginning. You know how the Satanists have been erecting those um, satanic statues on, on some of the capital properties next to the Ten Commandments? You guys know this? You guys don't understand what's happening in your own nation? I'm a foreigner that's coming. You guys better wake up. You understand that they have a, a statue of Baphomet doing this? It's the head of a goat, the body of a man, and the, and the feet of a goat with children sitting on his lap. It is, the, it, it is the physical depiction of Satan himself with a giant pentagram above his head. You guys better wake up. They, these are getting erected, full-blown statues on your capital properties in, in, in state capitals. Go research this after this. Go look it up. Go Google it. It's happening. And they're using your laws against you because you want to be liberal. The ones that you felt in your emotions and opinions were awesome. Go look it up. Now watch this. This is God's people. They joined themselves also to Satan. That's what Baal is. Baal is Satan. And they ate sacrifices made to the dead. Oh, it's just the day of the dead. We like paint our faces and stuff. We celebrate Halloween here. It's just fun. Mm-mm. No, it ain't. 
Oh, I killed this baby so I could have a life. Did it just get real for you? I'm here today because I killed a baby and I'm so happy. This nation is celebrating murder. We'll get there in just a bit. You better vote right because God's watching. Thus they provoke God to anger with their deeds. And what? Oh, and the plague broke out among them. Huh. Funny that. Huh. COVID-19. Whoa. Is anyone reading this? Are we on the same page here or you got a different Bible? I just want to check. Make sure they didn't. Honestly, I'd recommend everyone go buy physical Bibles right now because it's just a minute before they start messing with your apps. It's just a minute. They're coming for you. You'll go to look up a reference that won't be there anymore. What happened? Well, I don't know. It's always been like that. Huh. You know when Hitler rose to power, they burnt all the books? Is this political enough for you today? No, it's kingdom, actually. Then Phineas stood up and intervened. See, we need some people to stand up and actually protest the evil. I'm probably going to go to 4 o'clock. It's all right. We need, to have, we need to hear this today. I was going to keep it short, but now we're going to go there. And the plague was stopped. Jesus' name. See, it's not until the Son of God stands up that a plague can be stopped. You can keep your vaccine made out of dead babies. You can keep it. We're going with Jesus. My healer is greater than yours. You can throw down your sticks and match the serpent too. My serpent thing will eat them up. You guys read the book? I'm not talking witchcraft here. I don't have time to stop and explain every reference to you. See, Phineas stands up and intervened, and the plague was stopped, and that was accounted him to righteousness to all generations forevermore. God's like, in the midst of evil, someone stands up and says, this is enough. And God's like, not only am I going to commend that, that's going to be accounted to righteousness forever eternally. Woo! I want some forever eternalies over my name. How about you? They angered him also at the waters of strife, and so it was, so it went ill with Moses on account of them. That's when they ticked Moses off and he disqualified himself. Watch this. Because they rebelled against his spirit, so that they spoke rashly, uh, he spoke rashly with his lips, they did not destroy the peoples concerning whom God had commanded them. That's the same reference, it's not the same situation, but that's the same reference as King Saul not killing King Agag. You guys understand that? God commanded them to kill the peoples, they didn't do it. We've got other opinions. Well, Jesus, actually, you're wrong because we've got humanitarian compassion and you don't. And so because you told us to kill everyone, we're going to go our own route because you don't understand our social situation, Jesus. How could you possibly know? You live in heaven. Hmm. Okay. Just swallow, take a drink, and swallow that because you need to. Concerning whom the Lord had commanded them, but they, watch this, 
Watch this, right here. This is the potent statement. But they mingled with the Gentiles and, or, or the unbelievers and learnt their works. Instead of walking in kingdom statutes, we have mingled ourselves with the media, Satan's prophet of the age, and we've learned how to look like them so that we can be accepted by them so we don't get cancelled by them. Go ahead. Go ahead. We will not bow to you, O king. My salvation is not in Donald Trump or Joe Biden. My salvation's in Jesus, but Jesus has decided between the two. You need to understand that. And either the church stands up or the devil's going to get his way. You have to understand that that's real. The devil can win here if the sons of God are negligent or distracted with the Gentiles' works. Do you understand what I just said? You are being baited. They served their idols. Well, this is our value system. This is our priority. This is our agenda right now. This is what we want to focus on right now. Yeah, they're all idols. In the name of justice, in the name of compassion, in the name of economics, whatever you want to call it, in the name of trade, whatever you want to call it. Politics has learned to leverage your fear against you. And fear is an idol. You cannot be in love with Jesus and be walking in fear at the same time. Choose this day who you'll serve. We vote based on heaven, not on our fear or our emotions. Or even our value systems. We vote on his value systems. Okay, I need to, I need to hurry up now. Watch this. They, and they serve their idols, which became a snare to them. Well, it started really good. We voted this guy, for, we, we, we told God to give us the king and God gave us Saul. It started pretty cool. But then Saul went nasty. He got demon-possessed. You want to serve their idols? It'll look good for a minute. You want to go your way? It'll look good for a minute, Pinocchio. You're going to end up in a prison. Become a snare to you. I'm having fun. This is awesome. This is just so amazing. <laughs> They even sacrificed their sons and daughters to their demons. Oh, yeah, by the way, so Moloch, I'm going to get to him in a minute. Moloch, the third Baal god, is a god of child sacrifice. You started off in church, but you ended up cheering for the devil. Well, they deserve the right to be able to kill people. Who would ever say that to Hitler? In the last decade, America has killed more babies than Hitler killed Jews. You want to look me in the face and tell me you're righteous if you vote for that? You, say, you, you would be the first to tell me that Hitler should burn in hell. But you voted. Who has the greater sin? I know this is weighty right now. Some of you need to wake up. And I'm saying this in as much love as I can. 
because we've been deceived and the deception's got right inside the church. And I just love you enough to tell you, despite who wants to have, have a heckling time with me, I don't care what people try and say to me. I care what you do. And I don't need to know who you vote for. I don't, this is not one of those places. This is not control. I'm just giving you enough knowledge so that you have enough information to make the right decision. To awaken your conscience that fell asleep. And I know God told me to preach this message because I don't go looking for this much trouble. <laughs> this kind of trouble normally comes and finds me. And the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan, which is the same land where the demons came and created giants with, with human women. So they came out of, oh, God set us free from a terrible lifestyle, but now we've kind of reintegrated with the worse one. Because now we have deliverance and salvation. We came out of slavery, but now we're into decided sin. Now we have slowly, like Lot, come away from Abraham and gone down into the valleys of Sodom, but it wasn't enough for him to camp in Sodom. He had to take up residence in Sodom, so much so that he was getting ready to give his daughters to the mob to be raped because he had been degraded in his value system because he had partnered with the Gentiles. I'm telling you, some of you are cheering for demonic agendas. We need, to, we need to vote for heaven. And we need to pray for this nation. This nation needs reformation. We don't need a bunch of already church people having fun and circus times with the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to come and wreck us and humble us. And we all need to repent of something. And we need to see that mercy of God come and wash this land where every man and, 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 and woman and child and, and ethnic group and whatever gets touched by God. We need that. Unless you want to hand the keys to the devil to bring subjugation to this land. Okay, keep reading with me. And the land was polluted by blood, thus they, defiled, they were defiled by their own works. And they played the prostitute or the harlot by their own deeds. You, you know what a prostitute is? A prostitute, if you want to understand it from a spiritual sense, is someone who takes their body, male, female, doesn't matter, takes their body that God gave them, gave them, which was meant and intended for a singular sexual covenant and makes it available to anyone that would pay. The thing of intimacy and purity and, and, and exclusivity becomes cheap. Are you with me? God brought them into freedom to be singular and pure and devoted and dedicated, but they gave themselves to everything. Therefore, the wrath of the Lord was kindled against his people, so that, that he, God, God, abhorred his own inheritance. What does that mean? That he abhorred now he was supposed to be intimate with his people, and now he is like, I'm disgusted by what this has become. That's God. The same God that's alive and well right now on the throne of heaven. Now watch this, this last piece. And he gave them into the hand of the Gentiles. If you continue to choose wickedness, 
God will let the wickedness have authority over you. Keep reading. And those who hated them ruled over them. Their enemies also oppressed them, and they were brought into subjection under their hand. Hello? You guys understand how weighty and intense that statement is? That whole passage? Okay, real quickly, I need to, I need to start bringing this to a close. So let's look at, I'm, I, now there's a whole lot of things I could talk about, but I'm just going to talk about four, four key things that I believe are God's heartbeat for 2020. Is that okay? So let's look at, at, at four principles at stake here between the two camps, and yes, Democrats, Republicans, that are postured to lead the nation for the next four years. Number one, come with me to Leviticus chapter 18, verse 21. Leviticus chapter 18, verse 21. And you shall not let any of your descendants pass through the fire to Moloch. That's the same third demon god of Baal. I'm going to explain that to you in just a second. Nor shall you profane the name of the Lord your God. I am the Lord. Now let me explain to you what, I told you what Baphomet was. Molech is a demon god that has the head of a bull, the body of a man, and the feet of a bull. Okay? And the, 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 the posture of Molech, they would build these statues, and the statue would hold its hands like this. And it would have an open belly. So there was actually like a cave in there. And they would stoke fires in there. And they would sacrifice babies up to two years old, alive, straight into the flames. That's how you please Satan. Hello? I know this is graphic. You've just been hiding behind your cute little Finding Nemo shows. This is the real world. Okay? And they would do that for the prosperity of their lives and for the success of their harvests, that they would prosper and have enjoyable futures. Now, any, from the moment of conception, that is a descendant. Do you understand that? A descendant is one who comes after, one who was conceived after, born after. Okay. And you shall not let any of your descendants pass through the fire to Molech. You understand what they just said now? Now that I explain what Molech is, you do not give your babies to the fire. You know that you go to the abortion clinics, which by the way, Planned Parenthood, I'm just going to call that out. Planned Parenthood is not a government department, it's a private enterprise. They sell baby organs. They sell baby, like all the fetal placenta. That's all used, aborted babies are all used in these vaccines. So then you have female DNA going into males in vaccines, and then you have gender confusion. Oh, hello. Is anybody with me? You can send your complaints to I don't care PO box. <laughs> so, so, so in the abortion clinics, they take these precious little babies and they kill them. And they kill them by tearing them apart. Government sanctioned. Do you know what they do then with those little precious babies? The parts they don't want, they have a furnace. 
Are you following me now? And that furnace has a door that opens just like the belly of Moloch. I'm writing a book right now, and it's, it's got part of this in it. I've done extensive research into this. And they take those babies and they throw them in the fire. Let me say something that might shock you. Approximately 600,000 African slaves were brought to America. This nation kills between 800,000 and a million every year, officially. Babies. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah, I understand that's not politically correct. I don't care. God's not politically correct. He's truthful. You need to vote according to this. Now, for the, for the point, the sheer point of your convenience, Democrats are pushing for abortion. Republicans are fighting for life. Choose this day whom you'll serve. Are you with me? I don't care about your opinion and how many generations your family has voted either way. Choose this day whom you're going to serve. Abortion versus life, what are you going to choose? Point number two. Right now, whether you realize it or not, religious freedom is being fought over. There is a battle in this nation over religious freedom. Let me, let me explain to you what that means. There is, I, I was made privy to some information that on Joe Biden's side of the courthouse, they are fighting that all nonprofits, church, religious nonprofits, if they want to retain that status in this nation, they will be issued doctrine that they must uphold by the government. And they will have to publicly read it to their church, which includes things like God is okay with LGBTQ. That's when we become an LLC. I'm just letting you know, I'm sorry. There won't be, there won't be tax returns and all that stuff. So I don't flipping care. So that side of the courthouse, I understand that some of you might really think Joe Biden's a great cognitive individual with really great things to say. But it doesn't matter what you think. It matters what he's fighting for. doesn't matter if they lie to you and tell you they're a Christian and then accidentally say they're a Muslim and then go back to being a Christian. I don't care. I'm going with Jesus. So you have to understand that you're voting for religious freedom. Now, if we, if we have to get, if we're so far gone that we end up being persecuted, that's okay too, because maybe, maybe the church will finally wake up. But I would rather have a season of freedom where we can go after a harvest. Is someone awake yet? You talk about being woke. How about being really woke? Here's another one. Point number three. I'm going to land real soon. I'm going to be done by four. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. Come with me to Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. This is just four points. There's a whole bunch of others, but I need to limit it. These are four key points that you best be aware of what's coming for you if you vote wrong. The, the most important thing that's coming for you is God's displeasure. 
If you, part, if you partner with a group of people that thinks it's okay to kill babies and my body, my choice, if it was your body, your choice, sweetheart, you should have never hooked up with him. And if, if abortions have been had and someone finds Jesus, Jesus can heal the deepest of pain. But I am not here to endorse it. I mean, here's the thing. I can't control someone that doesn't believe in God, but I'm not going to vote so it's easy for them to kill. I'm not here to make people that don't read the book believe like the book works. I want the Holy Spirit to do that. But, I'm, but I am here to fight for life. There's a million souls the last decade, that's 10 million. That this country has looked away while murder took place on our soil. You, you wonder why this country's in trouble? I'll tell you why. Because of the bloodshed. There is more bloodshed here every year. And the numbers will say the numbers are declining. Oh yeah, that's just the official numbers. That's the ones with social security numbers. Are you with me? That should not be okay. How about the, how about the government make, put all the funding that they've been giving a private corporation that sacrifices babies in real to Satan in the background, in case you don't know who's behind Planned Parenthood, do your research. How about they take that money and give it to adoption agencies where, where couples can adopt for free? How about them apples? Oh, yeah, that's going to cost you $30,000 to have a baby and just a couple of hundred bucks to kill one. You make no sense, devil. The church has the answer. Step aside. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. I will make you, and, and we're going to go to verse 3. I will make you a great nation. He's speaking to Abraham. God himself shows up in person. Who wants that? Stop voting for death. That's a simple, question, simple answer right there. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Watch this. And I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, do you understand that when he's speaking to Abraham, he's speaking to Israel? You guys understand that, right? Do you understand that... that, that Biblically, there's a biblical prophecy that Donald Trump actually used the sent the, the, the he, he renamed where the he acknowledged the capital of Israel as Jerusalem. Do you understand how big deal that is? That's literal end time prophecy. Literal end time prophecy. He is blessing Israel. The others want to pull out because they're connected behind the scenes to other entities that hate Israel. You guys understand this? So when a nation, do you guys understand? And I'm not even going to name the administration. Do you understand that? And I don't have that. I, I didn't do the research for this. It just felt like Holy Spirit quickened to me right now. Do you understand that America, you remember Hurricane Katrina? Do you understand that there was a correlation between the administration at that time pulling stuff out of and making homeless in Gaza Israeli families? Two families being made homeless just six weeks later, I think it was, in Louisiana. When you bless Israel, you get blessed. When you curse Israel, you live under a curse. I'm telling you guys. 
you might not like Donald Trump, but he actually, he, you know what he said the other day? This is what he said. He said, someone told me I'm the most famous person in the world. And he said, no, I'm not. He said, it's Jesus. And he named Jesus. Tell me this. When was the last time a sitting president of the United States said Jesus is king? When was the last time? You get other, other politicians that say, I go to church just so they can get a Christian vote. That's like President Obama. He said, I'm a Christian, but he had the Muslim Brotherhood in the White House more than any other group. The Muslim Brotherhood. You know who's, understand who that is? That's the group that's heavily connected with most of the Islamic terrorist cells. And they wrote a, a public letter to him saying, uh, Barak, you are still our son. Don't be fooled by what they tell you. Watch what they do. You need to stop. Look, America has played the fool to charismatic conversation for so long. We hear a great speech in a movie and we just, we're like ready to take over the world. Dude, it was a movie. Calm down. And then you get script writers that'll write these polished total lies and you're ready to sell your soul. It's four o'clock. That's my last point. We're in overtime. We're in overtime. My last point. Sexual perversion. Joe Biden just last week said, if an eight-year-old wants to get a sex change, it's none of his parents' business. And I'm going to make that possible. Are you flipping kidding me, dude? These are the same groups that are behind the, the legalizing pedophilia. That's a big deal right now unless you... If your head's beat in the sand and you don't understand, in America right now, matter of fact, the day after the, the, the gay marriage laws were passed in this nation, the day after, the largest pedophile group in the United States filed for recognition. If they can have it, we can have it too, is what they claim. One group is going for the sanctity of, of sexual purity and the protection of children. The other one is trying to expose your children because that's what they're already doing themselves. They are a group of pedophiles. Don't believe me? Pay attention, wake up. I'm not going to prove it. Go find it. It's right there. Hello? Oh, pastor just said that they're pedophiles. Huh. How about them apples? Stop using your feelings to be offended and go find out the facts. How about you go ask the Lord about it? Instead of you being offended at me, how about you go ask Jesus what they're really doing behind closed doors? Because they're telling you one thing because they think you're stupid. They really do. Nancy Pelosi came out and said all Americans are stupid. They really believe we're sheep to be herded. We're lions. We're not sheep. We're lions. It's time for us to wake up, church. It's time for us to actually vote according to King Jesus, not King Self. I know this is a very provocative message, and if you're offended with me, I'm sorry. Go talk to Jesus before you come to me. You want to come chew me out? Go have a chat with Jesus. By the way, go fast 40 days like I've just done, and I'm in my second 40-day fast now. And go pray and go seek the face of God every day. 
and then come and, and hear what he has to say about it and then come and tell me. You've only got a few days. Don't vote wrong. So I would really encourage you in closing with this that you allow your heart to become humble and sober and that you put your strong feelings aside and you actually lean towards what would God have me do in this time? Am I doing this to... to there, there are people right now voting a certain way because their friends told them to. That's how dumb we are. Well, I don't want to offend my family. I don't care. This is what Jesus said. Mary and, and the family were standing outside the house. Jesus was inside the house and it was cram-packed. And everyone's like, Jesus, your mother and brother and sister are outside waiting. And he goes, who is my mother, brother, father and sister? But him that does the will of my father. Not the one that talks about it, the one that does it. So I would really encourage you to seek the face of God soberly. And if you need to repent to God for for, for voting naively or ignorantly in the past or through feelings or through propaganda or through all kinds of charismatic coaxing, tell, pour your heart out to God and put it right. But you need to have a moment where if you're really going to say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, you better know what that means. Because you're not your own anymore. You've been bought with a price. Your vote is his vote. Don't you prostitute his vote in you. Hello? I'm going to close with that. Go and have your olive garden. <laughs> no, seriously, go, go seek the face of God. I know that for some of us, maybe all of us, this is a little shaking. I know this is not a pleasant message for me to have to preach and for you to hear. But if you let it get you right, even if it makes you angry, you might just hear the voice of God clearly in this area more than you've ever heard before in your life. And it might actually break some curses off you personally. Because you think it's just the curse over America? If you're partnering with something demonic like that, it can curse your personal life. You can come under subjection of a spirit. If you read in Psalms 106, it made it very clear. So let's pray. Father, I pray right now we come before you soberly, God, repentant and humble and, and in a place, God, where we are, we are calling out to you for this nation, for the well-being and the future of America, God. We know that this nation's in a mess. We know that there are all kinds of injustices happening, God. We know that, there is, that there's all kinds of issues that have come to the surface. God, the racism stuff that needs to be dealt with, God. But we can't deal with it through humans. We need to deal with it by the Spirit of God. We need the presence and the Spirit of God to come and break us and humble us, God and to heal our land. God, all of the, the economic stuff that's happening, God, we know that you need to come and bring justice, Father. And when there's been injustice at the top, we're asking for you to come and heal it. But right now, today, God, today in this moment, Sunday, we're asking you to speak to our hearts. Whether we've been influenced by family culture, God, or opinions or groups of friends, We're really recognizing today, Father, in the message that we've been hearing, even myself, listening to what you've shown me to share, that we need to align ourselves with you like we've never aligned ourselves before, that we need to hold fast to your word and not our opinions. And I just pray, God, that you would give us the grace, even when we feel like we can't, even if it feels like our personal world and mind is falling apart, detaching from things we've held on to. 
God, let us hear your voice and let us hear it clearly. And I pray that you would show each of us who your elect is. That we wouldn't do it because we heard a message today. We wouldn't do it because, you know, the, the, the certain influence of people around us would push us in one direction. But we would do it because we clearly heard you speak, even if we didn't like the answer. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray that this would be a heavenly conscience vote out of the dwelling place. Because we want to walk in your favor and your blessing. We do not want to walk under a curse. So we ask, God, that you would give us wisdom that you would give us clarity, and that you would cause us to be able to separate the voices externally from your voice internally, from the opinions and the, and the atmospheres around us to your opinion and statement and plumb line of truth on the inside of us. We ask, God, that this would not be a gray area, but it would be extremely clear in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God. And I just thank you, God, that the blessing of heaven is going to start to fall as we come in line and we partner with heaven and we ask for what you want us to vote for as opposed to what we feel to vote for, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray that the blessing of heaven would pour out. You said that I will bless those who bless you, God. And as we do this, I just pray that the blessing of heaven would start to pour out on us. In the name of Jesus, we bless you, God, and we thank you for today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you guys. It's been an awesome day. Have a wonderful rest of your day and your dinner as you sit there chewing and thinking on the message today. Be blessed, guys. We love you.